song do you want to hear, Dan? Beer! 1500 ESPN's Beer Show is on the air. Presented in part by Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, and Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Now, alongside Mike Fratelloni, here's Chris Reavers. At 6 o'clock, I love this time. This is Mike Fratelloni. Chris Reavers is on a plane in someplace beautiful. Manny, do you even know where he is, Manny Hill, on the board? Uh, Chris Reavers was in San Diego this week with the uh, with a family, little family vacation, and uh, he was originally going to be here, but his flight back today got delayed. You so. know what he did about 15 minutes ago, Manny? He said, I'm not going to make it. And I said, well, that's it's impossible. You're not going to let me and Manny do this all. But then you do this all day long, so you said you weren't even, you didn't even care. You're fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll get through it. We're, okay, we're, we're going to do gonna, it. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad, fun today. I'm glad you're as confident that, as I am not <laughs> confident. In fact, I don't even think I turned on the micro, mi- right, microphone, right? You didn't, but I okay. got you covered, though. That's, Thank you. That's my job Thank as a producer. Thank you so much. Sure I appreciate good, that. So. We do have some great guests. Yes. Right off the bat, we have a name. You know, Jim from Sociable Side of Works, how many times have you been on? Is this oh, man, year? it's been a minute now. I mean, it's been a while, but I think I've been on, what, five, six times? So that makes you an OG in oh, yeah. radio I, business. Uh, I it, think. it ain't my first Rodeo. Okay, and then we have Jackie <laughs> from Elevated. And Jackie, you've been on how many times? Uh, this would be my third time. Fourth. Okay, you know what I what I love about you is you come on during one specific thing, yeah. right? And what is it? I love cider. Okay, is that I'm, just a, when, when you were a, a wee lad, did you say... <laughs> We last, I should say, probably. <laughs> Did you just say, I love cider and this is what I want to talk about on the radio at all, all times? You know, I would love to say it is, but uh, no, when I uh, turned 18, I uh, discovered I had celiac disease. Okay. So I can not drink most beers. Really? So, it's so, so how, okay. 18 is an important age in Wisconsin, but not so much in Minnesota, right? Well, it's, you know, any age in Wisconsin, as long as you're with your parents. That's right. I was kind of wondering where she was going to go. When I turned 18 yeah, like, and started uh, drinking Bud Light, I'm like, I don't 18, think you're supposed to be drinking Bud Light. 18, then. I was like sneaking cigarettes off of my older friends. Yeah. <laughs> so because um, it is gluten-free, right? It is. Sociable Cider Works is, are you guys 100% gluten-free? We have some gluten-removed products, too. So And then we also brew our own beer at the brewery. So okay. we've got a whole range of products over there. So a lot of things going on. Yeah, but most of most of our products you can find in four packs are 100% naturally gluten-free. Okay, so I know your success because I've been around the block. And you've been on this station many times on this show, on the beer show, talking about it. Can you tell us what the essence of your brewery is, where you are, like what, how you, because you've been around a long time. Yep. You could have picked just beer, but you said, no, we're going to do something different. You know, we, we started, we just turned four on Thanksgiving. So it's, it feels like it's been a decade. Like I feel 10 mm. years older. Okay. But, uh, but uh, yeah, so we are kind of, the the kind of impetus for this was there was no one doing this yet. Mm-hmm. We could get, you get great beer in our neighborhood. We, we're in Northeast Minneapolis. We're really close to Indeed and Bauhaus and Insight and all of the usual suspects over there. Uh, but at the time, we were drinking these great IPAs in the neighborhood, but we just couldn't find people making the stuff we wanted to drink. And so we started doing it in the garage, and we really liked what we were doing. We had a, a great mentor. My business partner's father had been making this for uh, a lot of years. Okay. And so we were drinking his stuff, and we were experimenting with it, and we're like, why is nobody doing this? And that was kind of, uh, the, the answer was, well, if nobody else is doing it, we should probably Maybe do we it. we should do it. Otherwise, yeah. uh, we're just going to have to complain about the fact that we can't get it. And it's worked well for you. You've got... Like other people, but in a different category, you've seen this meteoric growth where it's just like a meteor just shooting through the sky. Right? Yeah, it's been it's been fun. You know, the, the space is getting a lot more crowded. There's a lot of great breweries in Minnesota. Mm. There's some great cider makers in Minnesota as well. Most sure. of them are uh, not in the city. They're out in kind of the more rural area because uh, most of them are licensed as farm wineries. Okay. Uh, but yeah, there's there's so much great product coming to the market right now. 
and people are really excited about drinking local and drinking things that you know they know where they came from and drinking authentic products that we've been really really lucky to be a part of that so, so it's been great when you brew some beer because i've been to a cidery mm-hmm. and i've watched them bring in pallets of apples mm-hmm. and it is like intense it's a lot of work and then i've been to breweries where they take a bag of palletized you know hops pour it into the th- i mean it's a totally different experience to it's make the it. labors at different points right so the like well, brewing is incredibly labor intensive particularly mm-hmm. with the smaller systems around the metro uh for our process you know the most labor intensive part is getting the apples off the tree and then getting the apples turned into juice. Sure. Uh, so we actually don't press anything up in in the Twin Cities. We press at all of our apple supplier partners. So okay. we buy a ton of apples from Pepin Heights Orchard down in Lake City, Minnesota. Uh, so those get pressed down there. Uh, and then we also buy some Michigan apples in the off season. So the the that part of the business is remarkably labor intensive. Okay. It's a totally different. Thing. But you're hoping that you don't you don't want to vertically integrate and own your own farm. You know, I like the idea of planting some kind of test apples and doing small and unique stuff. But that's a that's just a different business. We don't we are not we're not apple farmers. Sure. We're, there are some great cideries in the country or in the state and in the country for that matter that are apple farms that are growing them, doing them farm to table, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we really focus on uh, taking the raw materials, which for us is the apple juice, and, and turning it into the best product we sure. can. Sure. And th- these are not like Honeycrisp apples, right? Yeah. I mean, you're not eating these apples. So is there – okay, how do I say this without you giving away trade secrets? You guys are doing a lot of business. Yeah. Is this a dumb question? Are there enough of these – Spitter apples, or what are they called? Yeah, so are there enough of those? That's a good question. So most of the cider, like really good ciders, are made from a blend. So let's go. Okay. Let's take a step back. All right. So uh, quality ciders are made from a blend of flavors. So you have you need some sweet, mm-hmm. uh, not because you're making a sweet product. Our products sure. are all pretty dry. Like I'm drinking Burnout right now. This is our cucumber habanero product. Uh, not a lot of residual sugar in it, but that sugar is what provides the fuel for the yeast to turn into alcohol mm-hmm. at some point. Then you need some some tartness. You need some acidity. Uh, so that comes from a sharp apple. That's that's what makes a cider, you know, bright and tart versus the kind of multi flavor of a beer. Okay. And then the third thing you need is you need some bitterness. Mm-hmm. And so typically a bitter apple, a bitter sharp, or a bitter sweet apple are small, round, hard crab apple style okay. apples. In the industry, we call them spitters. Sure. And that's like you'd spit it yeah, out. Yeah, if you right? bite into them, you spit them out. They're okay. good for that, and they're good for apple fights with your kid brother. Okay. That's the only thing <laughs> I'm good for. Those two, and making, making yeah, and cider. Exactly, and making cider. So uh, there's just not a lot of commercial growers that are growing bitter sharp and bittersweet apples okay so the bulk of what we end up doing is we source uh table apples so sweet and tart apples honeycrisp harrelson sweet tango turn that into juice and then we actually brew in bitterness to add that flavor component oh really okay uh, so it's pretty unique we're one of the only people in the country that does it that way okay uh but it's it's uh it's a traditional it's not it's not a traditional thing sure. we think it's super cool and innovative uh, and then now we're just now starting to experiment now that we can get more growers that are starting to put these bitter sharps in the ground we're starting to get some of those so we have some uh we have some chestnut crabs going right now, which are, um, you know, have some like, you know, really nice tannin to them. Uh, and, and that's a, that's a really fun thing that we're able to experiment with now because there's more growers that are taking it seriously. There's... Sure. Well, you've been around for four years mm-hmm. and you know, you're, no one said, Hey, let's, we need to supply social bull, yeah. you know, with these apples yet. And apple trees don't, you don't just plant them in the next day. Have apples. Yeah, it takes a, uh, it takes a while for it, it takes to come a around. few yeah. years. Right. So, okay. I, I know we're talking about ciders, but you're listening to the beer show on 1500 ESPN. <laughs> Jackie, what, what brings you to. Elevated and did when you first came to Elevated, you say, "Hey, I really love this." And did they did they glom onto you for that reason? Uh, no. No. So when I started at <laughs> Elevated, uh, I was just working part time. Okay. I lived a block away, and I was commuting downtown Minneapolis, and I just wanted a part time job. Sure. So when Tom interviewed me, I, you know, got him to uh, 
believe that I was super knowledgeable about okay. craft beer. <laughs> nice. And uh, really, I, I knew nothing. Really? I mean, I thought I knew Fake something. It. Faking it until you make it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you knew enough so, to like, hey, I can talk yeah. about this. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, really at the time, I thought I knew a lot. Mm-hmm. But getting into it, there's just so, so much, much going on. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure over the last four years, you've... Uh, it's confusing. Every time we do this yeah. show, something new comes out. And I yeah. think, oh, I never have heard of that yep. word before. It will happen in a couple yeah. minutes. So, uh, you know, when uh, right change happened, I started working full time and here I am. No, go ahead, Jim. I was, was going to ask you, what's what's your, I mean, four years, I feel like the business for us has changed a lot in four years. Mm-hmm. What's like, what's different at Elevated? Like, is it t- like, especially from like a products that are available, types of stuff people are drinking? It's, like, I feel like every, I'm going to say every season there's something new. Yeah. So, I mean, there was... Uh, not that sours ever like have come and gone, but there was like the huge sour spike, sure. and then now we're kind of going through the hazy IPA phase, and you know whatever's coming up next. But what is next? What do you think's next? I don't know. Cider, cider, or, cider. Or, or more importantly, is there? Are you experiencing that, Jim? In ciders, have you done the variation on cider oh, yet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, do you have I, a sour cider? Is there such a thing? Yeah. As well, a, I mean, most of our stuff's high acid yes, already. So, yeah. like, the way that we can describe our ciders to beer drinkers, people that are like, "Hey, I've never really had cider before," is is very much like sour beer. Mm-hmm. High acid. Got sometimes have a little bit of residual sugar. Kind of cool flavors. Um, but we try to, we're always trying to innovate. Like we don't want to be on the back end of a trend. We try to kind of define that trend. Sure. So like we're putting a ton of cider into barrels right now. Uh, we think that's a really cool thing. We're getting like, really? we've got cider that's going into port barrels and, and Sauvignon Blanc barrels and rum barrels and whiskey barrels. And that's been really fun because it's, it's weird and it's new and not many people are doing that yet. You know, we do all these hybrids where we're brewing beers with ciders together. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We make a cider that has hot mineral peppers in it. Like, sure. not a lot of people do that. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. great. Okay, so if I'm uh, wanting to start out, when, when I think of ciders, sometimes I think of them as I can have one, yeah, and then I need super to. Sweet. It's super yeah. sweet. Yep. Do you have a, a, a sessionable cider, and what is that called? And I know it's going to be at Elevated because it has to be oh, your yeah. best selling Ele- Elevated. Uh, you guys are got to be one of our best customers. Oh, thank you. Thank they, you. Uh, you mean favorite? And not, yeah, and not even just by sales. I, just I, by. I, I'm not allowed to say that you're my favorite customer because everybody else. Call and say, why aren't I your favorite? But you are, by, by statistically, you are one of our ah, best customers. Yeah, statistics. Yeah, statistics. You can hide behind the numbers. Yes. Uh, but of course, you guys are one of our favorites. So you guys, uh, well, I, been, I do like to take personal forever. pride in that because, I mean, when people ask me what cider should I try, mm-hmm. first thing I point to is sociable. I mean, we appreciate that. Well, that's, that's very nice. Okay. But that's, even if they that's, don't say local, if they are just looking for a good dry cider, yep. have you had sociable? We try to be there with that. That's, yeah. that's a good question, though, because like, when we opened, you know, the ciders that were out there, the, the, and again, I don't want to like, I don't mean to disparage this style because sure. it, a lot of people really like that, but a lot of them were kind of like an apple juice, like a uh, alcoholic apple juice. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a craft beer geek, man. Like mm-hmm. I like good bourbon too. I like, like I like good wine. I wanted something that was a little bit more adult. And okay. so when the stuff that we make that we really pride ourselves on are things that are a little bit more like, you know, apple champagne. Mm-hmm. And so our flagship freewheeler, I, we describe that to a lot of people that way. It's like an apple champagne. Jeremy actually is uh is, is the head of our Stoker team. So he's out in the market all the time, tasting these products out with people. And uh, and so he gets to see a lot of people's first reactions okay. when they try Freewheeler, our Before flagship. Before we talk to Jeremy, okay. describe his title, <laughs> because I think it's kind of yeah. cool. And then he came in like all excited about it, and I kind of giggled when he said it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, more time about it. I like yeah. it. The, uh, so we have, we've got a great team of, of enthusiastic fans that are out there um, helping us promote the brand. And so if anybody's ever ridden a tandem bicycle before, the person on the back seat, there's a nice name for this and there's a not nice name okay. for this. The person on the back <laughs> seat, nice we're going to say the nice name. Okay. The uh, the official name for the person on the second seat of a tandem bicycle is a stoker. 
Uh, it's your you're kind of the engine behind driving the tandem bicycle team. Sure. And so the engine behind our brand and what you know the excitement that's happened out on the street is these stokers out there showing and tasting this product out. So Jeremy is the king of the stokers. He's our uh, he's our head stoker, which was what Very you were, nice. what you were laughing at. Yeah, head stoker. Uh, the, 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 the head of the group the that head. sits on the back of the bike <laughs> yeah. and says, you should pedal faster up front. <laughs> so, Jeremy, are you going to be at these tastings? Is, is this your being a stoker at Sociable? Is that what you do? Do the tastings and you are you out, out on the street team or how does that work? Yeah, so most of my job is actually Monday to Friday driving around to all of our accounts building relationships and also just just showing off these wonderful ciders that we have that are really diverse in flavor um, and also trying to help any liquor store that needs the help to really help push more cider, mm-hmm. whether it be sociable cider, of course, a primary, sure. but overall just try to bring the cider scene up. All, within, all growth is good. Yeah, all growth yeah, exactly. is good growth. Right. We got to um, stoke. We got to get people stoked. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, get stoked. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You know, and so I have a team about anywhere from 15 to 20 uh, stokers who are really driving sociable forward. Sure. Um, th- anywhere, any weekend, we probably have up to eight to 10 tastings throughout the cities. And that's wow. also including larger events, whether it be charity or the, the beer dabblers. Sure. Yep. We got so a couple. It, it, we got one this weekend. We got yeah. the, the Winterfest this weekend. The Big Winterfest. Winterfest this weekend. Keeping you constantly busy. So yeah. um, I, I'm going back to um, you, Jackie, because mm-hmm. um, I, I always get the, we get these brewers in, and they make these really incredible beers that um, are super high alcohol and super thick to drink, and really just tough on the taste buds. And I think, man, if I went into your tap room, I'd have one of those. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right, so you got your six dollars from me, mm-hmm. and then it's never back again. And maybe Jim, this is it. What 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 beer am I having at yours where I can have three of them, four of them, and and relax and and I think you can have oh, one of each. Yeah, most yeah, you could go right down the line. A freewheeler, okay. a freewheeler is one of those ones that's so easy drinking, you can hurt yourself. Sure, okay. you know, guilty. Yeah, the uh, so it's <laughs> we. Um, one of my favorite stories when we first opened, we built all the furniture at Social Bowl. Mm-hmm. Me and my business partner Wade. The uh, and so he got this template for um, for a picnic table, and we were out there building picnic tables. It was hot as heck, middle of summer. And we get done getting this first picnic table screwed together, and I'm sweating bullets. And I go inside, and I pour myself a tall glass of like freewheel all the way to top, sure. and I just it just goes Slam down like water. Down, and I would get back to screw, get back to using power tools again, and I'm about three minutes into drilling the next one together. And I was like, "Oh my goodness, yes. that was a bad move." <laughs> but they're, they're, they're that. Huh? But they're uh, they're light, they're crisp, they're easy drinking, they're great with food. Like I, I like to mm-hmm. eat. Like nobody can see me on the radio waves right now, mm-hmm. but if you see me in person, I, you can tell I like to eat. I was um, going to say, over the last four years, you've really let yourself go. <laughs> but uh, it's it's one of those things where it's. Uh, it's 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 so good with food and and you can have several of them and that's what's that's what's fun about this product category for me is it it really does expand beyond just having to have a beer or two sure uh, and that's that's been pretty fun. I think one of my favorite things about the tap room is being the gluten free one. I have to pull people in my direction because if I mm-hmm. go to a brewery, yeah, water or root beer. Sure, that's yeah, you, it. It's not as fun for you, yeah. is it? Yeah. I mean, it's fun, but sure. you know, it lacks it's... a little bit of the challenge of having yeah. a few beers. But okay. I can bring people in, and they can have beer. They can have cider. I can bring a beer drinker into liking cider, and sure, it's great. I love it. That's well, fantastic. Yeah. Well, hold on, real yeah. quick, because we got to take a quick break. Yeah. Uh, do you want to tell us when the tastings are, and then yeah. we'll come back? So we got uh, tastings. Both tastings are gonna be on Saturday. Uh, Minneapolis is from three to six, and White Bear is from five to eight. That's, that's elevated. At elevated. Mm-hmm. Sociable gonna be that's that's sociable. Yeah, awesome. sociable cider works. Stokers are going to be there. And Stokers are going to be there. Okay, you're listening to the Beer Show on 1500 ESPN. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Beer Show. Yeah. 
1500 ESPN. The 2018 Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show returns to the Minneapolis Convention Center tomorrow through Sunday. Today's your last day to buy tickets in advance and receive over $470 in value. Each paid advance ticket will receive 19 free greens, free passes, and choice of golf shirt. Offer ends at midnight. To purchase tickets, head to minnesotagolfshow.com. And, Frat, I have to ask you, are you you're a golf guy, aren't you? I am. You golf? How often I'm... do you golf during the year? Uh, you know, because my business is so busy during the summer, I very seldom golf, but I hit a ton of balls. In fact, my uh, attic of my home, I converted into a driving range, like an indoor driving range. Really? It's so not cool. It's <laughs> it's horribly, horribly put together, but it's uh, it, it works. So I've hit about uh, 4,000 balls already this year. I have not gone golfing in about three years. Really? Yeah. It's a, it's and a game that's so I was very lovely. badly. I, I, I golfed very badly. See, too, that's what I sucks did. about yeah. golf is unless you play it a ton, you just don't get good. Yeah. Right? So right. it's just, and, and it's, a, it's a fantastic sport. But you are listening to The Beer Show on 1500 ESPN. So Chris Reavers is normally here today. He just missed his flight. I don't know what happened, but he didn't make it back in time for this beautiful show. So I'm taking the reins, which is, you know, nerve-wracking. You're doing say. just fine. Do you think though. so? That's yeah. so sweet of you. Well, you've done, you filled in, you filled in for Reavers. Yes. I have filled in for Reavers before, and I was like, throwing up for like two days straight thinking about it but this but you time did well so thanks good. well that was so great um but we do have jim from sociable cider works jeremy from sociable cider works and jackie from elevated beer wine and spirits all here to talk about ciders and we were just talking during the break we do always the best talking during the break you know and then we yeah, always then should just say hold this <laughs> yeah, for the show we shut up and talk about this during the show yeah and we, we were talking about the the market of cider you know when i think of ciders outside of elevated you know or outside of minnesota and outside of what i'd buy at elevated I don't. I can't think of any national brand ciders, or um, not even national brands, but regional brand ciders that I think. Oh, that's one I have to have. Can, is that is it the market still behind in the yeah, cider world? It really is. I mean, I think that the there's there's one. Uh, uh, the the Jackie was just saying she didn't want to like say the name on the air, but I, so I think you should. The Angry Orchard is like seventy percent of the total cider sure. market. They're, they're huge, and that's the Boston Beer Company. So it's Sam Adams. So yeah. they know what they're doing from a product perspective. It's consistent but, with yep. that taste, and that profile. And it's super, super affordable. You yep. can get it six pack just about anywhere. They did a great mm-hmm. job, like getting people to think about apples. Like mm-hmm. well, they've been great for helping the category. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's that is more like an apple flavored Mike's Hard Lemonade, right? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a totally different thing. And so now you're starting to see these kind of smaller regional cideries pop up that are making these dry, authentic products from actual freshly pressed apples, not from concentrate. And so, yeah, you're seeing like the, the Pacific Northwest has got some great players. So if you ever get a chance to go to Portland or Seattle, you know, check out some ciders when you're out there. Uh, East Coast has got some great cider happening. But uh, yeah, we're, you know, Minneapolis is a little bit farther behind. You know, we're hoping like helping push the envelope a little sure. bit. Sure. But so uh, you, you're yeah. so that like the Portlands of the world that are ten years ahead of us. Mm-hmm. So they have a few cideries. Yep. We are at one or a couple, a handful. Yeah, right? I think there's there's twelve actual Minnesota producers that are making, but most of them are a lot, lot smaller. A lot so, smaller. Yep. So you're ninety percent of the market in Minnesota. Let's just say that some uh, number, uh, right? Some, some you're, number. You're, you're really you're you're a big player in this yeah. market. And then so the tertiary markets, the uh, Naples, Florida, the world, mm-hmm. they don't have no, cideries yeah, no, yet. No cider in Naples, Florida. I don't even okay. know, does Naples have a brewery? <laughs> I think they no. I, in fact, I know for a fact <laughs> that they do. Right. But it it is funny to see when you go to some of these t- towns that aren't quite beer towns yet, but they're getting very excited yeah, about trying. beer. They're trying. It is. Was that you know this industry better than I do? Was that the beer we were producing eight years ago where we're like, ooh, you wow, know, this it, is different. It might be like I think back to like all the mistakes we made when we were opening and sure. and uh, and so th- there's obviously an evolution that happens, but 
I don't think people fully realize how spoiled we are in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Like you go to other regions that are even supposed to be, you know, great beer, beer towns. like beer towns, great yeah. beer regions, and there's hit or misses. Like you really have to try to find bad beer in Minneapolis right now, in my opinion. Like yeah. there's 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 great stuff happening at the commercial level. Mm-hmm. You know, distribution that's going out to liquor mm-hmm. stores. You can always find great beer in the liquor stores. You know, even liquor stores that aren't supposed to have a great selection still have good beer on the sure. shelves. And because so, they had people coming in yeah, asking for it, and they finally it. said, I don't drink that beer, but we might as well bring it yeah. in. Mm-hmm. It, it's so funny, because every time I go to Elevated, um, Jackie, this is just, it's, you are just the kind of company that will buy the five cases of beer that one company brewed. Yep. And Tom, or you taste it, and you probably don't taste the beer because you're yeah. celiac, but Tom tastes it and says, okay, that meets our quality standards, let's try it. Yeah. And that's so different than any other bottle shop in yeah. Minnesota. And I mean, we've obviously had our, our misses, but... The hits that we've had lately have just been out of the park. I mean, even today we had a uh, beer delivery and uh, had people calling all day, nonstop, both stores, asking if we got it in. Truck chasers. Yeah. I mean, what was yeah. it? You can say it. What was it? Was Drucker's it? beer. Yeah. Drucker's. Okay. Uh, They're making great Brewing beer. projects. Dakota, right? Yep. Um, and then uh, Luplin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and so, so literally the trucks coming in and people are calling to say, Hey, do you have that? I want to come in yep. right now. Or they hear that it's coming in sometime this week. So they're calling every single day. Really? You should so. say, we're going to tweet you. Just follow we us on We will tweet Twitter. it out when it comes in. Oh, is that what you do? Follow yeah. us on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Elevated BWS, elevated WBL. The okay. Twitter, man, the, Twitter the Facebook, the you Instagrams. Follow, you can follow the Donald and you can follow the, the Elevated. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is pretty cool. That, and I mean, a lot of these breweries too, especially the ones that are self-distributing are Putting out, hey, we just stopped at Elevated. Yeah, go there and pick up right your beer. Now, okay. So, following all those breweries that you like is a great way to figure out when they're putting stuff out. Jeremy, okay. what do you think about Burnout? You think that's going to be a truck chaser? I think it should definitely be a truck chaser. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just really well balanced. I feel like the the layers of flavor within that cider. You know, you you definitely get the apple flavor forward, rush of cucumber, and then your palate is just starting to warm up due to the habaneros. But it's never a burning or like Oh, I put too much hot sauce. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like I, I now need to blow my nose. I made a mistake. Yeah, yeah. So when you try, when someone comes up to you and you're at one of the tastings, Jeremy, yeah. do and they say, I, I don't really know the site. What do you walk them through? Because you guys make a full line. Yes. So do you say, okay, try this first, and here's what you're gonna. I, every time this this drives me nuts. And Reavers is the exact same way. We go into the green room before the show. Reavers can't drink on the show, but I, I can because they let me do it. And <laughs> the, the brewer will say. Do you taste the chocolate notes and then you'll get a hint of lavender? And I can tell you, I never have tasted a chocolate <laughs> note, but as soon as someone says it to me, I think, oh, that's yeah, what that's that what is. is. Yeah. So I think I could someone could hand me a chicken nugget or a taco and I, <laughs> my eyes were closed, I couldn't figure it out. So how do you how do you give people the flavor as you're telling them about the the cider? So one thing I think that we do at Sociable Cider Works, um, at least through through our, our, our stalker program, is everyone gets trained in through me um they literally have a a flight i i go through it the whole entire brewing process what makes us different and unique so anytime you find a stoker you know they're going through the freewheeler they're letting you know is bubbly champagne-y prosecco like Mm -hmm. and just letting them know that it is a different style of cider compared to the macro ciders Mm -hmm. part of that too though is teaching people vocabulary yeah Yeah. like like you you know what that flavor is you just have never had to like make that connection and what's the word that goes goes on i know what i'm tasting but what is it 
And it's like, I, one of my favorite people on the planet to drink beer with is Nico Tonks, head brewer at Fair State. He's a cool guy. He's a super yeah. cool guy. Like, he's just like the kind of guy you just sure. really want to be best friends with. And just with, you know? with like, the name Nico Tonks, too. It's <laughs> yeah. just like, oh, whatever, you're cool. Yeah. Uh, Nico describes beer in the most, like, authentic way, but sometimes it sounds like it's going to be gross. Like, he'll say, oh, this, this beer reminds me a little bit of feet. And you're like, what? what? And, then you, and then you smell it, and you're like, oh, that actually does have a kind of a, like a sock thing going on. But it's still delicious. <laughs> oh, no. Like, you know, so it's like, he, but he like describes it in these ways that like. He's describing other beers, not Fair State's yeah, beers, well, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, or like the, the like, oh, this is this is earthy. This tastes a little bit like dirt. Like, mm. uh, that's actually not a bad flavor. Like the smell of fresh cr- yeah. cut grass. Like, yeah. I love that. It reminds me of like mowing the lawn when I was a sure. kid. Like, but uh, those are flavors that people don't think, oh, that's going to taste really good. But when it's subtle or a little bit, it can be really, really good. You just got to learn what word that yeah, is. And, you know? and I feel like, you know, I've watched this documentary called Psalm. And it's literally just remembering what you smelled, what you've tasted, and kind of using that in context with what you're drinking. And anytime I have a stoker explaining cider or I'm explaining cider to anybody is don't worry. Just tell me what you taste. Mm-hmm. How, how does it taste to you? What, do you? what flavor profiles are you getting? What does it remind you of? Because that's how you're going to end up making those connections, I feel, as you're learning wine, cider, beer. That's a good idea, yeah. right? Let them say the words and you say, okay, I, I get you might even be tasting this now, too. Yeah. That's a, I love that. Is there such a thing as a cider Cicerone, or does the word of Cicerone just pull into the I'm cider? So glad you brought that up. Yeah, okay. Is that? Oh my God! Is that good what you're going to do? It's all about it, I well, have no idea. We did not prep this. <laughs> um, so I just was informed that the Minnesota Cider Guild is. Uh, producing or starting a uh, cider certification program. Really? Yeah, it's actually, that's a, that program is associated with the USACM, the United States Association of Cider Makers, but the Minnesota Guild is is embarking on bringing that to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Really? So you'll so, be able to get your, like, kind of level one cider I may or may not officially really? become the uh, 1500 ESPN cider correspondent certified. I, I like that. I got to come out with tips. Come up with the uh, official there's, title. Yeah, there's got to be a great title for that. <laughs> so you could just, it, it's that, that's the, you have a level one Cicerone, so you'd be a level one cidery, cider Cideron. expert. Cideron. Do they have a word for you? I Cideron. Cideron. I'm going to make so it up. What's crazy about cider is it's so old. So no, well, nobody realizes before Prohibition, cider was the most commonly consumed alcoholic beverage in North America. Really? Yeah. Okay. Everybody made it because everyone had apples and it sure. was, a, you know, it was a trade-based agrarian economy. If you press apples, there's yeast on the apples. Mm-hmm. It'll turn into cider. Sure. Yeah. One of my favorite things, because I graduated from the U of M with a psych degree, but in my last two semesters, I just didn't know what classes to take because I had all my stuff I needed done. So I took a uh, drinking uh, and sociology class. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's super cool. And uh, one of the things we learned was with mead being like the first alcohol ever created and then cider that after prohibition, if you had an apple tree growing in your backyard, they basically saw that as a reason to arrest you because really yeah so that's why it was idea. so hard to yeah. get those bitter apples for a long time because it was all See, the trees were chopped you down. sound like a cider already right. I, mean, I know right I, I like that name cider i'm just gonna use that it's so cool though because that was there's so much history behind it yeah. there's so much history behind cider even before you know before the colonial era yeah but now it's like re-emerging. It's just, it was dead. It was like dormant for sure. set, yeah. oh, 100 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's re-emerging. And so we're still figuring out what we're supposed to call ourselves. Like a great Cicerone is going to be able to taste the great things inside her. And Absolutely. a great yeah. sommelier is going to be able to do the same. And there's uh you know, there's a couple of sommeliers in the Twin Cities that are really vocal about loving cider and, you know, thinking about it like an apple wine. Uh, so they'll learn those things as well. But yeah, we're, I'm super excited that we're, there's enough interest in this category 
that now we have to have like a cider certification. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I am so excited to become officially certified. <laughs> I think this is like overall the grand theme of it is education. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you go to a liquor store tasting and you see one of our stokers out there, they're there to help educate you about cider. And, you know, yeah, it doesn't it, have to be ours. Yeah. Sure. It, it, yeah. yeah about it cider. It's great. It's probably going to yeah. be. Yeah. If, if it is great. And if we do make sale, great. But overall, I, we, we go with the full expectation of educating people about cider. You know, there's like very small things that, you know, you always have to like encounter when you're sampling cider beer lovers or you know people mm. who love beer well the one thing i that drives me nuts is whenever we have a cider tasting and the stoker's like hey come over here i got some cider free alcohol sure and yeah. someone looks over and goes mm, i don't like cider yeah mm. or and it's like well why ha- why yeah. what have you tried and they mm. name a national brand that shall not be named and you go <laughs> yeah that's really sweet and you could probably have one and then you can't have another or, have, have yeah. you tried sociable mm. just just I just, just get, your... I just get super pushy. I'm like, yeah. it's not going to poison you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Come on. Like, yeah. Come over here. Like, yeah. Yeah. I have a strange feeling. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I used to work a lot of trade shows. And you know what I do is every time like someone would come by, I'd say, hey, if you give me one minute of your life, I promise I'll give you the best minute ever in your entire life. <laughs> I'm, sure totally meant, and, but I'm sure that's what you meant, I'm sure that's what you meant. People would look at you and, like, and think, well, crap, now I kind of have to go over there because I can't yeah. look at the guy and say, no, I don't want the one best minute of my entire life. So you can use that, Jim. Yeah. You can take I'm that. Jeremy, totally, you can say yeah, that. Yeah, was it, um, but the, I think a common one is I'm a beer drinker. Yeah. Yeah. And then me too. I, yeah, me too. You know, that's the exact response or just, you know, the history of, of cider is just, you know, in the United States, it predates beer by 200 years. Mm-hmm. It predates wine by 300 years. Oh, wow. This is stuff that, uh, you know, everybody who loves to drink tends to not know and then kind of put themselves in a category. Oh, no, I'm a beer drinker because this is this is a drink. Yeah, yeah, this is the drink I have. Yeah. You know, we and it's not a big deal that we're suckered into what we're used to. Yep. Right. But boy, I, I was out the other day and someone hadn't tried guacamole. They were young, like a little what kid. What is wrong with these And people? I said, just try it. You just you never know. It might be the thing you just yeah. love this might change your life. This yes. could legitimately this could be the one best minute of your life. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't want to they didn't want to try it, but they did and they looked like I just poisoned them and I thought, whatever. You're gonna love it. Just like sociable. Like, how, how, how old were they? they? They were ten. So you can't All really get too mad at like something green yeah, yeah. It, it <laughs> mashed up in a bowl. Well, they too are celiac, so they were. I'm like, this is you have very few things you can eat. Oh, trust me, I <laughs> this know. might be one of them that you want to try. I kind of love it with a chip. Jeremy, Jeremy and I went out for tacos today, yeah. right before the beer show, and yeah. I ordered gluten free fish tacos, and nice. they brought me deep fried breaded tacos, <laughs> no. and I was like, bad news. <sighs> I can't even like pick off the skin of it, and I gotta have make a whole new one and. Well, yeah, Sit and you, watch Jeremy eat his taco. And, and say, oh, these are oh, I had a fried taco. chicken taco and a yeah. uh, carnitas taco. Oh, that was good. amazing. All right. I wish hey, I had a social side. Everybody, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Please give us the uh, tastings again at yes. Elevated when they are. Uh, Saturday from 3 to 6 in Minneapolis and 5 to 8 in White Bear. Um, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram uh, at Elevated BWS for the Minneapolis store, Elevated WBL for the White Bear store, and... Don't forget Sunday we have our cellar sale. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that. Oh, also. that's cool too. Uh, so I've been watching Jim because I've been in Minneapolis all week. I've been watching him pull everything out for the cellar sale, and you do not want to miss this. Mm. It is it's gonna be big. It's gonna be big. Okay. He's uh pulling out all the stops for this. So, so. so if you want some unique bottles, they are available this Sunday. If you want some unique bottles, if you want something that came out six months ago, if you want something that came out maybe there was something six that came out ago. two weeks ago that so, you might want. Ooh, cool. Uh yeah. 
Go to Minneapolis. <laughs> it's there. Okay. And Jim yeah. from Sociable, can you give us all of your deets so people know how to get in touch with you? Yeah. So if you want to follow us, uh, our, we have all the social medias. We're even doing Snapchat now. Snapchat's the kids, awesome. The kids are follow doing them on. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's at Sociable Cider. Uh, and we got, we've got a Facebook as well. You can find us on there. Uh, we got big, big list of summer events coming out. So stay, you know, if you want to follow us and find out the great free music we're doing and the product releases, it's going to be a real fun summer. Yep. Well, I can't yeah. wait. Thank you guys so much for being here. And we'll be back with the beer show. How to like beer. You're tuned in to the beer show. Taste your beer, letting it wash over each section of your tongue. On 1500 ESPN. Hello again, this is Mike Fratelloni from the beer show on 1500 ESPN. Chris Reavers normally sits with me here. In fact, he runs this whole thing. But he was out on vacation and his flight didn't make it back on time. And I know he is heartbroken and he is listening. So thank you, Reavers, for usually doing this for me because it is way more easy, way more easy to just sit there, right, way, Manny? Way easier. Way easier. I, like, I think way more easy sounds like a rap guy name. I might just take that. That might be my new rap name. That'll be your new hip hop name. We, like I'll it. take that. So we have some great guests every year. Um, Fifteen hundred ESPN is part of the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, Minnesota's Brewers Ball, and we have Jackie from the foundation here. Yes. And we have Megan from Unmapped. Unmapped Brewery. Yes. And we have Maddie. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thank you, man. For <laughs> um, Jackie, do you want to explain what the Minnesota Brewers Ball is? I know because I've been there. But what you also do there is you serve a lot of beer, so I tend to not remember exactly what I'm doing there every of time. Of course, of course. Yeah, the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation is a organization that raises money to ultimately cure cystic fibrosis, but but also to um, help those who have CF live full and productive lives. And so one of the events that we host here in the Twin Cities area is called the Minnesota Brewers Ball, taking place April 7th. Um, we are expecting to have 30 different vendors come in. So that's where Mike drinks all of this wonderful beer. Because you, um, you have to try everyone. It's brewed to not try everybody. Yes, exactly. Um, so the event um, takes place Saturday night. Tickets are $75 for general admission, 125 for a VIP. But Saturday, April 7th. Yes, not, not this next Saturday, Correct. but way out in April. So there's plenty well, of time to still get your April's tickets. April's almost here. Yeah, that's but true. Um, yeah, so really fun event where we serve some appetizers. We do a couple of specialty paired appetizers, beer. There's also a couple of wineries that come out in the VIP area. We'll have a few games, but it's a really great opportunity to try local breweries um, maybe that have just opened in the last nine months. And correct me if I'm, I'm not wrong about this because I've been there many times. <laughs> this is not a black tie event where you're sitting down at a table with seven other people and you're waiting to stand up. And this is a much more casual Absolutely. Event. Yeah, we have um, Dan Rodriguez is planning to play with his band again this year, live music. But it's traditionally been on a Friday. We're moving it to a Saturday. So people came after work in their business casual clothes. Some people went home and changed into jeans. Very casual, mm -hmm. very fun atmosphere. Um, we will have seating, but most people stand up and walk brewery to brewery and take their samples with them. I think I was shirtless most of last. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not absolutely sure, but I, I think I seem to remember that. Well, when you hear the word Minnesota's Brewers Ball, you think, mm -hmm. oh, I need to get a suit for this or I need a dress, but it's it's super casual. I expect you in a suit now. Okay, well, but, I'll, I'll probably um, wear the rest a of us won't be. Okay. Um, I kind of want to jump to somebody who's, um, Maddie, we don't always have an, an adult here with CF that can talk about it. Can you tell us what the experience that this means to your life and what you go through on a daily basis with CF? Yeah, sure. So uh, I was born with CF, so I've been dealing with it every day. I'm 24 now. Um, I do a lot of uh, airway clearance treatments, which um, CF basically causes a buildup of mucus in the lungs. Um, so I do these airway clearance treatments to kind of get that mucus mucus out of my lungs mm -hmm. um, to prevent kind of lung infections, which um, over time just make your lung function worse and make it more difficult to breathe. Uh, another aspect is that kind of messes up your digestive system. 
Uh, I don't get uh, the enzymes, don't reach my gut. So I have to take replacement enzymes every time I eat. I take about 30 pills a day, four to six pills every time I eat. Um, and I do about five uh, inhaled antibiotic or not all antibiotics, but inhaled treatments um, to kind of loosen up that mucus, help me cough it out uh, twice a day. Mm-hmm. It's been about two hours a day when I'm healthy and up to four hours a day when I'm feeling sick. Okay. And do you wear the chest uh, compression thing that yeah. bounces your lungs so oh, that yeah. it breaks up the mucus? <laughs> I and wear how, this uh-huh. vest. It kind of looks like a, like a life vest sure. and it uh, inflates and shakes me around, helps break up that mucus. And how long do you have to wear that per day? That I do like 30 minute sessions, usually twice a day, sometimes four times a day if I'm Sick. Okay, so this is debilitating, just to say Definitely, the least. Yeah. Okay, and so being 24 in your lifetime, things have changed with CF. Definitely. And because because when someone was born 24 years before you, they might not have made it to 24. Yeah. Definitely and, not. And now, uh, can you talk to us about your prognosis? Is there such a thing as that? I mean, what what does it mean for you? Yeah, sure. When I was born, I think the life expectancy was 18. Mm-hmm. Now it's 37, even higher now actually. Sure. Um, for, you know, kids that are born today, the life expectancy is actually more like 47, Mm. which is amazing. Um, you know, every drug that's been developed with help mostly from the CF foundation has, um, you know, progressively made it easier and, um, helped me live longer, not only live longer, but live a higher quality of life. Sure. You're still Um, able to go out and do things and. Yeah. So, you know, I've definitely within the past few years have, um, come to realize more of the progressive nature of the disease. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, since college, it's really been kind of a rough ride for me. This past fall, I did, you know, I was on IV antibiotics for 102 days straight, which was awful. Uh, I actually, my lung function decreased so bad that uh, the doctors suggested I needed a double lung transplant, which was really scary Mm -hmm. and frustrating, especially with all these new drugs coming out. Sure. You know, I feel like I've been waiting for them for 24 years and, I was just narrowly going to miss out on them. Sure. But, you know, by some miracle, I got better, and I have a lot of hope that, uh, you know, maybe I can actually uh, get to these drugs um, before I come to that point of needing a transplant. I had a very good buddy who passed away just a couple of months ago from cancer, and um, he was diagnosed four years before that, and he said, all I want to do is live till the treatment catches up to my disease. Right. And it was brutal to hear him say that. But the thing with what I understand from CF the last few years is, they're getting there. I mean, mm-hmm. it is getting super close, and and they're confident that this will be a disease that is gone, or or is just gives people a natural full life expectancy. Right. Do you, do you see that? Maybe Jackie, you could talk about that more. Yeah, definitely. We we wanna we want CF to become something you say I used to have or I mm-hmm. used to live with, where we have um, the the vest clearance and a lot of these treatments that patients are doing now to work with their symptoms, but we're ultimately hoping to find a cure. We actually got FDA approval earlier this week on a triple combination drug that will become even a bigger game changer than what we've seen from some in the past. And so the life expectancy of 47, we're hoping that's into 70s and 80s and you're living a full life. Oh, well, that's fantastic. Well, we're having some parties to raise some money. And one of the parties is a pre-party from what I'm sorry. Megan, do you want to talk about you're from Unmapped Brewery? Yes. I did it right there. Yes. Can you tell us it. about the party that you're having? Pre-party, it's not the Brewer's Ball. It's it's kind of like a special invite only thing. Yeah, min- it's a fun mini mixer. Okay, Correct. tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, not invite only. Okay, Open well, to the public. It is, well, invite only, if you're listening to the beer show you're invited so there you go there you go okay there you go yeah no we're super excited we are unmapped brewing we opened this past june so relatively new to the scene but we are out in minnetonka and we are 
yeah, hosting one of these mini mixers um, for the upcoming Brewers Ball just to raise awareness and hopefully some more money for cystic fibrosis. So what we're doing is from three to seven, donating a dollar, um, a dollar per beer sold to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Um, additionally, which is something I'm super excited about, is that we are releasing a 65 Roses beer, a Belgian ale, um, super light, very approachable, sessionable. It's about a 5% ABV, but it all of proceeds for this 20-barrel batch of beer or portion of these proceeds from this beer will be given in addition to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Does everybody know what the 65 Roses is? Was I the last one to know what that meant? <laughs> No, it was news to me, too. So I think, I mean, Jackie or Maddie is probably more. Maddie, do you want to explain what 65 Roses was to you or what that means? Sure. Yeah. If you just uh, say it out loud, 65 Roses kind of sounds like cystic fibrosis. Mm -hmm. So the story is that um, a four-year-old boy in 1965, supposedly, I don't know if that's just a coincidence, but uh, he heard his mom talking about raising money for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. And he said, oh, mom, I know what you're doing. You're raising money for 65 Roses. And that was just like kind of oh, pure joking. Yeah, yeah. Heart, heartbreaking. So it's actually a great way for little kids. You know, CF was always thought of as a childhood disease because people wouldn't live they past 18. Live, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Not even, you know, till kindergarten. Mm-hmm. So it was a way for kids to pronounce their disease better. And now it's just kind of a symbol of the foundation and uh, disease in general. Well, that's a wonderful story. I know, um, is it Aiden's father that we had on last yes, week? Dean. And, and Dean, he said when his son was diagnosed, he couldn't really look up cystic fibrosis because he's like, how do you spell cystic fibrosis? It's a bad marketing for a disease, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> but 65 roses, many people can do. So um, once again, tell us about the Brewer's Ball. I know we have Maddie's, uh, or excuse me, Megan's big party ahead of time at Untapped in Minneapolis. Unmapped. In Minnetonka, unmapped in Minneapolis. Oh it's confusing because there's, there's Untapped. You know what, what I should say? See, I, I'm reading your name tag, but it should just say... There you go. Oh, unmapped right on your shirt. I saw it there. Um, tell us about the Big Brewers Ball one more time. Yeah, of course. So um, next week is the mini mixer, and we're doing this with a few breweries, but we're hoping to sort of lead up to the Brewers Ball on Saturday, April 7th. Um, starts at 6 p.m. for VIP, 7 p.m. for general admission, and, and all of the proceeds from that go back to our foundation with the hopes of finding a cure. And Chris Reavers happens to be someone you've invited for years to be the... Yes, he's our fabulous MC. He does a great job. He also samples beer. So he he does. You can, you can schmooze with Reavers and Fratellone both on Saturday, April 7th. It's a lot of fun. I, I've done it now. I think this is your, going to be your fourth or fifth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've been to all of them. They're fantastic times. I suggest that you go ahead right now and go to, what's your website so we can get everybody to go look mnbrewersball.eventscff.org, which is a little confusing, but events. CFF for Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. And if you search Brewers Ball 2018, you'll find it. And Reavers will be there. A bunch of uh, people from the radio station will be there because we're all going. And AM 1500 is deeply behind this. And we've been doing it for five years. And thank you so much for coming and telling us about it. Do you want to tell us real quick, Megan, about some of your beers that are going to be at your taproom pre-party? That's on the 22nd. Next Is that next Thursday? It is next next Thursday. Thursday. During the beer show, you could go and have some beer. Yes, absolutely. No, so unmapped, we've got 12 beers on tap um we have six what we call flagship beers so four of those six are belgian style beers so we're really into that style i okay. guess you would say belgian not style sure yep mm-hmm. um but then yeah have a variety of other things so for hopheads we've got an ipa a double ipa and then a number of other fun beers that we just try to mix up 
um, every couple weeks. And where in Minnetonka are you? So we are off of Excelsior Boulevard and Union Prairie Road. So if you're heading west on 494 to Highway 7, mm-hmm. um, Williston Road is probably the quickest, quickest way Seems like it's becoming beer west out there all of a sudden. Yeah, a lot of breweries yeah, there's, up. we're having a party out yeah, there. Yeah, you know, before in Minnetonka, all you could usually get is a Bud Light. Now you can get yeah. some great craft beer. So I'm impressed mm-hmm. with that. We're going to have you on again to tell us more about your brewery because we didn't get a whole bunch of time to talk about it. Right. And then Maddie, um, you know, thank you for being on. We really appreciate you coming in. Is there anything you'd like to tell people to uh, consider coming to this party? Um, yeah, you know, every time I see people turning out for things for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation and really getting into donating and you know, things like Unmapped, really um, creating a whole beer just for this. It really kind of, you know, it's cheesy, but it does really give me hope that, you know, someday I will see either a cure or, you know, one of these life-saving drugs is actually going to benefit me and I'm going to live long and healthy life and it's it's just really amazing to see so i couldn't have said it better thank you so much for being here and thank you for listening to the beer show manny thank you so much it it was a a great pleasure being with you again okay you did well thank you sir you want to take us out so because i don't know what to do here no you're good (laughs) thanks for listening to the beer show stay tuned uh the dan libertard show is coming up next for mike fratelloni i'm manny hill until next time on the beer show cheers